on today's episode of Black Girls Getting Their Shift Together. The spot where it normally was um, initially, it went to other spots in my body. And so that's what it means when it metastasizes, it goes to other areas in your body. Mm. So um, for those that are wondering, no, I'm not terminal because a lot of people feel like when you hear metastasize, then you're automatically stage four terminal. I am not stage four nor am I terminal per my doctor because I don't like anybody to sugarcoat anything. This episode is sure to deliver stimulating conversations and aha moments that may give you a fresh perspective. If any moment made your soul vibrate, please leave us a review and let us know if we're on the right track. Also, we release episodes every Tuesday, so be sure to subscribe and visit BlackGirlsGettingTheirShiftTogether.com to access exclusive offers and coaching packages. The coaching packages include clarity calls, VIP one-on-one exclusive coaching, and my absolute favorite, the Tribe Vibes. A Tribe Vibe is a twist on Ladies' Night, focusing on self-care for Black women with a holistic approach. Welcome to Black Girls Getting Their Shift Together. I'm your host, Ursula, a transformation life coach and mental health and wellness advocate. This is a safe space for amazing Black women to share open, honest dialogue about mental health and wellness, self-care, self-love, and basically how to get our shift together. Let's tune into this week's episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Black Girls Getting Their Shift Together. It is almost the end of October, and everyone knows that this is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. So we are going to end the month and have a lovely guest who knows a lot about this topic at hand. But before I do that, we're going to play this intro. For the queen, sisters manifesting their dreams. Hit your cream by any means and being with self-esteem. Beauty supreme and booty walk so mean. The way you fit in them jeans, you eat your cornbread and greens. Dance or a doctor, red wine or vodka. Redesign your spot and redefine your mantra. Retwist your locks and realign your chakras. Doing your squats and getting closer to God, huh? Brunching with your squad or taking a girl's trip. Adjust your crown, you guys give to the world, sis. Celestial body, drink your water. Meditate, sun kiss God is heavenly order. Levitate, tribe of Ashanti, black girl magic, melanin popping, whether you ratchet or lavish, whether you bougie or savage, you a gift and a treasure, you got to love a black girl getting a shift together, black girls are getting a shift together, these black girls getting a shift together, man, these black girls are getting a shift together, these black girls getting a shift together, dog. Hello, everyone. Again, welcome to Black Girls Getting Their Shift Together. This is a podcast that definitely we like to talk about relevant topics that relate to us as Black women. Of course, anyone can listen, but my target audience is Black women, and we're about to get our shift together. But before I do that, 
please like, comment, share this video so we can get these YouTube algorithms up, okay? Because we got the word to get out. Also, on the audio podcast, if you can give your girl a five-star review, would be amazing. I love it. I know you all are watching. I see the numbers. So I really appreciate it. And make sure you subscribe to this YouTube channel so that you will be notified with every single video that I drop. All right, let's get into it. So today's topic is about breast cancer awareness, but we're going to add a little tick and have some advice to that. So I'm going to bring my beautiful guest. Some of you may know her. If not, you will know her by the end of this stream. All right, let me get her out of here. Hey, beautiful. Hey, Urs. Ursula. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. This is going to be like a regular conversation. So everyone, if you <clears throat> haven't figured out, my beautiful guest, Hope, she knows me and I know her. <laughs> Hope! Urs. Hey, how are you, honey? I am doing well. I am doing well. And as the old folks say, blessed and highly favored. I know that's right. So before we get started, you don't know this yet. I'm going to put a, a, a image on the screen and I want you to read what you see. And then one has to go. Just little icebreaker. All right. Okay. <clears throat> one must go. Can you read what you see? Oh, you don't have uh, McDonald's fries. Uh-huh. That one must go? That one must go. Okay. So I'm going to do actually, another one. Actually, can I change that? Yeah, I want you to read every, every food on there so people can see it. Actually, nachos. Okay. I could live without the nachos. Okay. So here's another <laughs> one. All right. I want you to read what you see. One has to go in all of his work. Who are the who are the uh, actors on there? Ooh. We have Denzel, Morgan, Denzel hey. Washington, Morgan Freeman, Sam Jackson, Eddie Murphy, Will Smith, and Lawrence Fishburne. Um, I think I'm gonna have to say Eddie. If that's what you said. No, I was torn between I was torn between him and Will Smith. Oh my God. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. I was <laughs> <laughs> get... get rid of Will Smith because of what happened. Say that again. <clears throat> so everybody wants to get rid of Will Smith because of what happened. <clears throat> yeah. I, I've heard that too. Okay, <laughs> let's get into this. And so anyone listening, if you can just drop in the chat where you are listening from, and if this is a replay, make sure and type replay. And if you have any questions for Hope or myself, respectfully, just drop them in the chat and we'll get to it. All right. You want to tell everybody how we met and how long we've known each other? Oh, my God. So... I met Ursula, and this is going way back the days of Bally's when um, we used to get it in. For those who know me, you know, we used to work out hard, and um, it has been over, I know, 
10 plus years, maybe even close to 15 years. Um, Ursula was one of the spin teachers and we just had a connection and um, she was a great teacher, but she also became a really good friend. And, um, you know, we would hang out sometimes as well as get that spin class and yeah, we got it in, in got it in yeah, inside of the gym and outside. <clears throat> Speaking of that hanging out, one of my best memories I had of you, you threw the best birthday party for your husband. Remember at that sports bar we all went to? Yeah. That was a, I had a good time that night. I had an amazing time and I don't know if you knew this. I, um, I had to get off the dance floor cause I had a chemical peel done earlier that day. And you know, you're not supposed to sweat. <laughs> right. right. You're not supposed to sweat. <laughs> and that music, cause Jaron was on the DJ. He was playing and I'm dancing. Yep. And I had a little bit of perspiration and it felt like a damn blowtorch was on my face. I had to get the hell up off of it. <laughs> Yeah, we, we did. We had a good time. You missed the 50th. <clears throat> I did. I did. You know, I worked so much. Yeah. It's okay. I heard it was nice, too. And the pictures look amazing. So mm-hmm. let's get into the topic. Today, if you all okay. haven't guessed, <clears throat> is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And that's why I have the lovely hope. And you want to tell, well, I'll ask a few questions. Um, okay. How you, one, how did you, how long ago were you diagnosed and how did you find out that you had a breast cancer? So my first diagnosis was in, and it's really funny because next week is my anniversary date. It was October 31st, 2018. I never forget because I had just started a new job. I think I was on the new job for like a week and I got a call right before I was leaving um, for the day. Somehow or another, my paperwork got um, lost in the shuffle on my doctor's desk. And normally he wouldn't call and tell me something like that. But it had been a week or so since he had gotten a paperback. And so I just remember that day because I'm like, is this a trick or is this a treat like what the hell is going on? So that was the first diagnosis. And I was diagnosed with um, triple negative. With What does that mean? So triple negative. So I never knew. Um, and I can't tell you a whole lot about it because I'm still learning. But triple negative means that all my hormones were, they had a negative reading. Um, and I can't really get more into that than that because I didn't know it was so many different types of breast cancer. It is a ton of different breast cancers out there. And so I just didn't know. Um, But triple negative with a 1% hurt. I'm sorry, with the 1% estrogen positive. So we have certain hormones in our body. And so those are three of the hormones that are in our body that relate, you know, you know, to women, you've heard of estrogen progesterone, and then there's a HER2 um, hormone as well. So if it's, you know, estrogen positive, that means that the cancer is picking up, you know, positive estrogen cells, things like that. Um, right. so I have, so I have probably one of the most aggressive, um, form of cancer when it's triple negative. Um, so that was the first well, can I ask a question. Absolutely. Can I, 
Can let's back up a little. So when you went, did you just was it just a yearly mammogram, or no. did something alarm you to go? So, so no. Um, I had had my breast exam in um, January because that's typically then when I would do my breast exam in January. So I was just laying in the bed <clears throat> one morning, actually just having pillow talk with my husband. We were laying in the bed watching TV and my right underarm just started itching really, it was like itching really bad. And really? I yeah, and I scratched it and the way my hand felt, fell in that spot. And after I, you know, pressed on and was scratching, I'm like, something feels funny. I said, it feels like something is there. So, you know, I had my husband to touch it and he said, yeah, maybe it's just a sister or something. I have dense breast anyway and most women have, have dense breast tissue mm -hmm. so I kind of that was like in the end of August the first of September so I said well you know let me just kind of monitor this and so I checked again towards the end of September and that <clears throat> that lump was still there so I said you know what I need to go and and I'd rather be safe than sorry to get this checked out was it getting so bigger or was it the same size it when you it checked it marks? It getting bigger, but it was still there and it was still hard. So it was just really concerning to me that, you know, it hadn't gone away. And it could have very well been a cyst, but like I said, I wanted to be more safe than sorry. Mm -hmm. So that was the first diagnosis. So let's fast forward to 2021. Um, so when I got diagnosed in 2018, my oldest wait, wait, we skipped up. We fast forward way too much. So once you had your first okay. diagnosis, did you have any like what treatments did you have or what? Okay. Did, yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. And you have to just stop me and slow me down. So with that, so with that, I had to do um, chemo and radiation. Um, I elected to see a breast specialist versus just a general surgeon. Um, and so I like the breast specialist better because they specialize in breast and oncology with breast. So for me, I wanted a little bit more personal touch and a friend of mine, you know, told me about a breast specialist. So I went to her first and once I went to her and we got the, you know, she got the test back and saw that everything of course was positive. Then she comprised and put me a team together. So she put oh, me really? a team together. Yeah, she put me a team together of my oncologist. And she put me a team, you know, then I had a radiology oncologist. And then I had a plastic surgeon. Wow. Um, all my, not to mention that she and all of my other doctors are doctors of color. Mm. So, um, and the team that she comprised me was, and I don't know... I just felt like God put me in the right place because when I first walked there, the first thing they said was, God sent you here for a reason and we're here to help you with that reason and be his vessel. And for me, that was really important. And I knew I was in the right place because you don't hear too many physicians talking about God and religion. Not at so all. for me, right. So for me, I knew that I was in the right, right place. And not only, I don't know if it was just something she saw on me or just something special. I like to think I'm special. She gave me the team of her husband who was dealing with prostate cancer, I believe, or colon cancer. 
but she gave me her husband doctors, which said a lot to me. You know, she said, these are my husband doctors. Um, so, you know, I just felt like, wow, you know, I've got to definitely be in the right place. God has sent me here for something. And, you know, whatever that reason is, I'm glad that I'm here. Right. How did so, yeah, you feel I did. when you, you had that? I have a question. How did you feel when when you did talk to your daughter, your doctor, that initial diagnosis on October 31st? Um, you know, we didn't talk very long. He was very apologetic that he had to call and tell me that, um, especially on the phone. And I've been going to this doctor for over 20 years. So we have a relationship. So first of all, he was really very apologetic. Um, I think it was one of those kind of things where I had to just kind of sit down and be like, is this really happening to me? Like, <clears throat> am I, do I, this can't be happening. You know, I think that's the initial thought that I had. And I think that may be the initial thought everybody has, but I can't, you know, I can't speak for everybody. I can only speak for me. But that was my initial thought. Like, you've got to be kidding me. This is not, and you know me, or so, you know, I'm kind of a control person. I like to be in charge of my own destiny. And I'm just like, this is not how I plan how my life is. It was it's supposed to be or it's going to be, you know. Like I said, my oldest was a senior in high school, graduating in my Actually, he was a senior. He had graduated and was in college. And then I had my youngest, which is a freshman in high school. So I think after this can't be happening to me, it went to the, I got to go home and tell my husband and my kids, you know, uh. they, they, well, <clears throat> my husband knew what was going on. I hadn't told the boys yet because I hadn't told anybody because I didn't want to alarm anybody because it could have very well just been a sis. So I'm like, okay, well, you first know, of all, I got Can I interject? So yeah. how I found out, I was at Red Lobster and I saw a mutual friend of ours and they told me and I was crying right there in Red Lobster. I'm like, what? About Are me? you kidding? Yes. Wow. wow. I started crying. I was oh, totally, yeah. first of all, I was stunned. Cause I was like, no, no. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was and kind I, of stunning, too, because I'm, you know how we got it in. I was healthy. I didn't eat, like, terribly bad. You know, we worked yeah. out, you know. And so, you know, pardon me. And then it was like, well, I breastfed. You know, I've been getting yearly mammograms. I've done everything I'm supposed to do. Why? You know? Yeah. So that's initially how you know, how I felt. And like I said, my doctor, he was just really apologetic, you know, that he had to tell me the news. Right, because not only right. is he my doctor, he's Kip's doctor too. Oh, really? Yeah, he's our, you know, he's our family doctor, Kip and I doctor. That's nice. So there's a true connection with your doctor. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So you went through chemo and what else you said? Um, radiation. So I did... Um, I did chemo first, um, and that was, it's not for the faint of heart. It, it was, it was brutal. It was, it was, was brutal, it? but what made it brutal? Yeah, um, 
you know, it's funny because a lot of times you see stuff on TV and you're like, oh, that's just TV. But when you see people getting sick and throwing up and just like dropping to their knees because they don't feel good. Oh, excuse me. Can I curse? The shit is real. Yeah. <laughs> you know, for all those adults, it's real. Um, it and I remember real. the first. I remember the first chemotherapy session I had. Um, you know, my family is very supportive. And so I had gone to chemo. And so my doctor is like, if you feel good, I want you to move. I don't want you to sit up and lay around, you know, because that can also make you weaker. So after I had chemo, I was like, oh, this this is okay. This is not too bad. I'm okay. So I actually had gone to the pharmacy with Kip and boys to get some anti-nausea medicine because they want to make sure that you don't get sick. And so I'm standing in the line, you know, with Kip and the boys, and it's like it's like hell went through my body. Like I got so hot, like in a matter of seconds, and I got really nauseous. And so I handed Kip my jacket, my purse. I said I gotta go to the bathroom. So oh. I ran. We went, like I said, in Publix. I ran to the bathroom, and it just so happened the family bathroom was empty. And I um, I got so sick in the family bathroom. And I just remember praying like, Lord, I didn't know how I was going to get out of the bathroom. And I had left my phone and everything with Kip. And so I just remember praying like, Lord, please just help me stand up so that mm. I can get back to Kip. So it's funny now, but it's not funny. So you know how when you watch a, a horror movie, and somebody's walking down the hallway and that hallway gets longer and longer as you looking down that hallway in the movie. Yeah. That's exactly how, that's exactly how it looked from the bathroom to the front door. And I was like, if I can just make it past the front door, I can get to the pharmacy department. Well, needless to say, I never made it past the front door. I got to the front door. And at that time they had the benches still in Publix and girl, I just lay out on the bench in Publix and people were walking in and looking at me. And this one lady, she said, ma'am, ma'am, can I please help you? Like, who are you here with? What's your name? Where's your family? And so I'm looking up at her, can barely talk. And I was like, my name is Hope. My husband is in the pharmacy. Oh, Kip. my God. And she went to the pharmacy and got Kip and the boys. And they literally had to pick me up. The boys went and got the car and they had to take me to the car. So then I got in the car and I started feeling okay to turn the air on. Then I got home. And so I said, well, maybe if I just take a bath and lay down and take my medicine, I'll feel better because the anti-nausea medicine, it makes you go to sleep. Um, and so got in the tub and almost passed out in the tub. So I got Kane and Colin on one side of me. I got Kip on the other side of me. He's trying to finish bathing me. And then they're both, all of them are trying to lift me up out the tub. Really? To take me to the bed. Wow. So when I say the chemo, it, it, it wasn't for the faint of heart. It isn't for the faint of heart. Um, you can't be a punk. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, it's it's brutal. And, you know, but I knew if I wanted to live that I had to get through this. So it wasn't an option. I just said, Lord, mm. give me through it. You know, this is what mm -hmm. I got to do. And I just try to keep a positive attitude through every stage that I've been through so far. Um but yeah, it, it is brutal. It was brutal. Um, so after chemo, after you have to heal, and then I had a lumpectomy um, on my right breast because she felt like if she could preserve the breast, that's what she would do. 
And she said she could, but I told her if she couldn't, that she could take both of them. Um, but she was able to save it. <clears throat> Sometimes I go back and forth like, well, maybe I should have just took both of them and just called it a day. Right. So we'll talk about that. But there was nothing, um, do you, you didn't have any diagnosis on your left breast. Right, exactly. Okay. And that's what Got she it. said, it was a healthy breast. And the statistics now, there's, there's no difference between a lumpectomy and a mastectomy in terms of statistics now of the cancer coming back. Really? So according to her, yeah. She said now there's not, you know, much of a, you know, there's no difference in the statistics. So, you know, that's kind of, you know, where I was. Um, so then after I healed, I had the lumpectomy and then they did, a, you know, a breast reduction so that they could, um, you know, of course, make the breasts look uniform. And then I had to go. To I didn't know that. Years. Wait, so they did a, a, they reduced the left breast. They reduced both. So I got reconstruction on both breasts. Oh. I'm perky now. I have, I have, I have middle school boobs now. Actually, let I have elementary see. school. Look, let me see. Show me. They're, they're, <laughs> they're not, they're not big. <laughs> Show them. But, um. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, but um <laughs> my mother-in-law might be on the on the podcast. But um Hey mom in law. No, um, um but um I definitely um yeah I had the reduction and so then it just went into healing and so I was cancer free for about three years. So from twenty eighteen until three years after so that. 2021. Mm-hmm. So how did the pandemic, because we can't say the C word on YouTube, okay. I want to get demon, but the coronavirus, did that have so, any impact? No, it didn't because when um, the pandemic was going on, I wasn't any type of treatment. I was just in what they call therapy regimen. After you have breast cancer, you have to go into some type of therapy regimen afterwards. Um, what does that depending look on like? What type of I didn't know that. Like what so is for, that? So for me, so for me, because I was triple negative, I had to do this um, hormone medicine called tamoxifen, and I had to take mm. it every day. And so that's a hormone. Um, it's like a hormone drug where it keeps the hormones down because I had one percent estrogen positive. So they wanted to make sure they kept that hormone down or to non-existent, which the positive, you know, the estrogen one. Right, right. They wanted to make sure that it didn't flare up. So, you know, for reoccurrence. Mm -hmm. We'll see how well that works. <laughs> right. So when you came over to my house that day, um, you had to pick something up. I wasn't, I wasn't in treatment then, I don't believe. Yeah, I don't believe I, don't I was think in you treatment were. then. Yeah, I think I was good. Yeah. Or so I thought. You know, I was good. I was good. You know what I mean? Mhm. Mm so yeah. with the coronavirus when that was going on did they say that people well with the type that you had cancer you had were you at a higher risk of getting infected by that virus so, so anybody who has any type of cancer you're at a very high risk of your immune system being compromised so I just tried to be I didn't really go anywhere because at first we really couldn't. But when we did, I just tried to be really extra careful. I made sure I had 
you know, the, the shots, um, wore a mask or whatever. Um, but it didn't affect me because I wasn't in treatment, but I did try to be very careful. I didn't go around a bunch of people I didn't know. You know, if I did go around people, it was strictly family and friends mm -hmm. that I knew hadn't been all over the place. Um, but right. yeah, any type of breast cancer, your immune system is highly compromised. Mm -hmm. So how did you feel when you were in remission the first time? I remember you sent a picture ringing the bell or was a video. Yeah, so I felt, you know, I felt good. You know, it was like I beat this and I'm going to keep beating it. And so that that was how I felt. That's how I was feeling. And honestly, I still feel that way. I'm going to keep beating this thing. Right. So let's uh, fast forward to 2021. So 2021, youngest one is graduating for, from school and he was already affected by the pandemic like that just didn't work well for him so we were dealing with that but then i get diagnosed again and so i felt really bad for both of my boys because they had to go through this again um, so how did you know you happened, were diagnosed like what you know so, was there an so, event? and this is one and this is one advice that i would give to our listeners you just really need to be in tune with your body and know when something doesn't feel right and you have that gut feeling about something you need to go check it out so i started not feeling well um and again i had started a new job with state farm and so i started not feeling good um during the pandemic you know um and we were working from home and i told my coworker, i said you know i just don't feel good but i thought maybe it was my asthma or sinus because i suffer you know with that and I so you had asthma I remember so I kind of, and I had just floor. got diagnosed from the radiation, you know, that's what the doctor said, you know, from the radiation, radiation can give you asthma, you know, and because I already really? had sinuses, so, yeah, so, um, so, but then my heart rate started, like, racing, like, one night I was sitting down watching TV, my husband teased me about us being Apple slaves, but I have an Apple watch, and, but my heart rate was racing, like, really fast, and I looked down, and my heart rate was, like, 131, and I'm like, that ain't right. Like, you know, normal heart rate is, you know, this to this. And so it just kept racing. It kept feeling like it was about to just come out of my chest. And so mm. I said, you know, kid, this is the right, you know, can you take me to the emergency room? So we went to the emergency room. And of course, when you have a high heart rate and, you know, all of that, they were testing me for blood clots, heart, heart attack stuff, any of that. Um, and so... But I was also in some pain in my back, you know, at the time. Um, and so they didn't find anything from the scans. And so the doctor, the um, ER doctor, she said, well, I'm not seeing anything of significance. You know, she said, if you are experiencing some pain, because I thought my sciatica was bothering me again, because, you know, it mm. comes and goes sometimes. You know, we used to work out. I used to tell you it would bother me sometimes. I and remember so that. That was what was hurting, like my, you know, that my leg and, and back area. And so then I guess fast forward to a month, like right before Colin graduated from high school. Which we, still trips me out to this day. I just yeah. can't believe that they grown that I know. big. So Kip and I had gone, you know, to the Harley shop. Um, they were having something out there and we were walking around and we had, I literally had to stop him because I could not catch my breath. Um, I was, my heart was racing. And this time it was like 145. 
mm. going up. And I said, Kip, my heart um, is racing again. And I showed him what it was. And he was like, well, we need to go now. And so we went to the emergency room yet again. And this time when the doctor did the scan, um, it's a lymph node right by your breast, or by your right breast. Uh, I'm going to probably say it wrong, but you guys can look it up. I think it's called metastadion or metastadion. It's a, it's a little, if I move my camera down, it's a, it's a lymph node that kind of sits about right here. And you know, really? we have lymph nodes in our body. Yeah. So the lymph node that was, that sits right here, um, this time it was inflamed, inflamed enough that from the last time, which was what, a month or so before. Mm -hmm. And so because of my history, the emergency room doctor, she said, I'm not saying that this is cancer or it's back, but because of your history and your lymph node is inflamed and it is by your breast, she said, you're fighting off something. And I would just prefer if you called your oncologist just to be on the safe side. And right. so I think that was a Sunday night and that morning, um, first thing that morning I called and left a message. And one thing, I, like I said, I love my team of doctors because they call me right back. And so it took a day or so for the scan to come over to him. But mm -hmm. when he called me back like the next day or the second day, um, you know, he was like, Miss Young, I need you to come in. Um, I've already made the appointment for, you know, this afternoon at blah, blah, blah time. And when I walked in the door, he was like, you know, I hate to give this news, you know, but the cancer is back. Um, mm -hmm. and, um, we need to do a scan and, um, and we went from there. So once he did the scan, when I went back after the scan, he already had a plan in place of what our next steps were, what we were doing. And, um, you know, we went from there. Wow. And so that's kind of where we, that's kind of where we are now. Um, I have had some setbacks. The last one, and stop me if you have any questions, because you know I'll keep rambling on. Well, so before we continue, before we continue, I see people are on here listening. If you all have any questions or if you want to give hope any positive words of encouragement, please drop them in the chat, show some love to her. And also, if you are not um, subscribed to my channel, make sure you subscribe to the channel. It's pointing, the arrow is pointing right where you need to go. Just click on that subscription button. And that way you'll know every time I drop a video, you'll get a notification for it. So let's keep moving on. So you said you had a couple of setbacks. Yeah, so the last setback, um, and I'm sorry, Ursula, my boys just walked in. So I was kind of saying hey to um, my handsome boys that came in um, today. Remember when we, we broke into the <laughs> way and your mom was with us too. We were at Rochelle. <laughs> yeah, the pool. Yeah. At the pool. They were so little then. I remember. Yeah, they were. They're not now. Yeah, it trips They're me out when you post the pictures with these. They look like grown men with facial hair and beards. They, they, it trips me they, out. they are grown men. They are grown men. I so know. Uh, what was I saying? <laughs> I was, so you um, said you had a couple of setbacks. I had a couple of setbacks. And see, 
Essa bag. Let me see! Kala. <gasps> Say hey, Kala. Ah, Colin, he was he was on your lap. Wait, let me enlarge. Colin, let me see your face again. <laughs> Sorry, guys. It's okay. This is live TV. Oh shit. You look so much like your dad. Really? I think Cop Kane looks more like his dad. You think so? How yeah. old are you now? 19. And Kane's 22. I cannot. That is crazy to me. Do you remember when we broke into the. He's there too. Let me see. All right, then we're going to keep it moving. Just say, hey, Miss Ursula, I hadn't seen you in years. <laughs> yes, he looks just like Kip. He does look like Kip a lot. Where did you buy that facial hair? You didn't have that 25 years ago. What's going on? <laughs> he got it from his dad. He does. Good seeing you guys. Good to see you too. They said good to see you too. So yeah, I had a couple of I had thanks. I had a couple of setbacks. Um, my nephew, I don't know if we talked about it, but my nephew passed away Mother's Day weekend. Um and I think that was stressing me out. But so when my cancer came back the second time, um it metastasized. So it didn't come back in the spot. I'm going to tell you. So it didn't come okay. back in the spot where it normally was um, initially. It went to other spots in my body. And so that's what it means when it metastasizes. It goes to other areas in your body. Mm. So um, for those that are wondering, no, I'm not terminal because a lot of people feel like when you hear metastasize, then you're automatically stage four terminal. I am not stage four nor am I terminal per my doctor because I don't like anybody to sugarcoat anything with me. Um, so they still staged me as um, stage two reoccurring breast cancer that metastasized. So it went to the lymph node that I was telling you about. The one in the I, middle? Right, by my breast. It went to three spots. It was three spots on my liver and it's three spots in my back. So the one in the lymph node and the one in the liver, praise God, we have no um, recognizable cells in those areas as of now, and we won't have any in those areas. So those with the treatment, those areas have been healed. I Thank like God. That. Thank you, praise Jesus. God. Or Ooh. if it is some there, it's so it's so tiny that they can't pick it up. Um, so that's where we are with those spots. Now, once it hits your bone, there's really nothing they can do because you can't heal bone once the cancer destroys it. So what happens is they want to make sure that it doesn't go to any other surrounding bones in that area. Right. And they want to make sure that it doesn't get any larger in those areas. So the three spots on my back are on um, my teeth, teeth. T6, T7, and T10. So if anybody knows the human body, you have the cervical spine, you have the thoracic spine, and you have the lumbar spine. So the thoracic spine is that part, you know, that's around your lung area. You know, that's the part that's holding those 
rip bones up. So those are the three spots that are there. So uh -huh. the setback I had because with also with cancer, for those that don't know, you can't stay on the same treatment all the time. You can only do certain treatment. No, you can only do certain treatments for a certain length of time. And typically you can never go back to that treatment again because the body has gotten immune to it or used to it. So you can't go back to it. So the treatment that I was on, you know, apparently it had come to the end of its days. And so what happened was when I was in the pain with the sciatica, it really wasn't my sciatica at all. It was just something telling me something else was going on. So those three spots in my back, the bone softened and I had what they called um, oh, pathological fractures. I always have to ask Kip, but I remember he'll be proud of me, which means it's not like a normal fracture. So not like if I fell down or broke my arm, it just means from the cancer, it softened. So I had all these fractures in my back. So what? I think from the, yeah, so I think from the stress hmm. of my nephew, the fractures in my back, I had to go on, um, because I was in like excruciating pain, I had to go on a radiation and chemo regimen at the same time. For those who've ever had cancer before, um, will know that that's something a doctor will typically never do unless you're in some type of crisis. And because I was in crisis and excruciating pain, that's the only way that they could heal those fractures was to do radiation and chemo at the same time. Wow. So my body, just kind of, my body just kind of spiraled and I lost like, I know probably I dropped down to 99 pounds within like a week. And so I lost like all my core muscle, um, kind of muscle atrophy in my trunk area. So um, that's kind of what happened. And that's kind of what I'm recouping from now. I'm still kind of recouping oh. from that. Um, but, you know, I I say that I think God had to, to let me spiral out of control like that. Because you remember I said at the beginning of this part, podcast, you know, I'm in, I, I like to be in control. Right. Even though I had gone through it the first time and now I'm going through it the second time, I still I'm still thinking, well, I'm hoping I'm still in control of this situation. And I think right. God needed to knock me down and maybe knock me down. is not a good word, but he needed to take me down so that all I could do was rely on him to get through it. And that's mm. all I could do is to rely on him to get through what I was going through. And even right. now, I have to still constantly remind myself that. You know, I'm getting through this because of him. Um, I have to shout out to, of course, my mom, but my cousin, Felicia um, Cruz. She's on the call tonight. Um, I hope my sister-in-law was able to make it. Karusha Sharp, she's on the call. My niece, um, Cassidy, um, my other niece, Morgan. I mean, all of these people took time out of their schedule to come and help me. Um, get through this time. My mother-in-law, you know, she couldn't come because she has her own business. So I completely understood that right. whatever she could do from far to support me. She did it. Um, just friends and family, just, you know, they were just there for me. They're still here for me. My mom flew back today um, just because she's been here with me since August 7th. So, um, yeah. you, know, I told, you know, she needs to go back home and kind of get some stuff together and keep an eye figure it out but and you um, look just like your mom i just from what i remember yeah. 
you like a, a, a younger version of her. Yeah. Yes. I'd like to yeah. read this comment from Laquita. She said, Dr. McDougal talks about how, about how, wait, now they're all coming in now, all these comments. The time we find a cancer that's been growing for at least 10 years, which explains the metastasized parts. And that whole mm-hmm. food with the seeds will even help your body. Really? Wow. Now, well, I, I believe avocado. I eat a lot of avocado. What I have discovered um, is for whatever reason, I love watermelon, but I think I'm allergic to it now because I was eating so much of it. Every time I eat watermelon now, it makes me just sick as a dog. But avocado, I love. And I, I try to eat blueberries and strawberries, but I will definitely try to inc- incorporate more of those whole foods with seeds in them. Thank I believe you. her too because she, uh, Laquita, she, yeah, because she has a lot of, um, I want to say they're vegan. They they do not eat meat at all. And I think she said she stopped eating chicken or meat, I know, two years. But anyways, she has a lot of whole foods. And on okay. her YouTube channel, her and her husband, that's all that they eat. And the food looks good. It looks very tasty you should you know and sometimes you can tell at least in my mind you and i've been working out for a long time like her skin looks so like perfect Mm -hmm. clear there's no blemish so it's obviously i believe it's something when you stay on some kind of regimen continuously from the inside out like they just look healthy you know so yeah yeah yeah. and i do also agree with her too because there really wasn't any known, known breast history um, in my family. So, right. you know, the only person in my family that I knew that had breast cancer was my aunt, my mom's sister. I didn't know what type she had, but she had a mastectomy. Um, and um, I, I think before she passed, though, cancer did come back around her lung area. But that was the only history of breast cancer that I knew of. So I do believe that it grows in your body and what she was saying to ladies and even if gentlemen are on that she believes that stress um was a huge component to fire up that cancer that was probably sitting dormant in my body because i just got laid off again um you know financially things were crazy mm-hmm. you know i got a kid in college i got one that's a freshman in high school so things were just really crazy and stressful then and so i i believe to that, that it does sit for a while and that our, the way we live definitely um, contributes to the things that happen in our lives. And that's Agreed. one thing that, um, yeah, that's one thing that I, I just, I wholeheartedly believe. She said also, she said green leafy vegetables have a lot of calcium to re- prevent more fractures, juice, steam them to be able to consume a lot. Oh, yeah, because it does shrink. I'm thinking of, of the spinach, broccoli. Look, and- look, I think we eat broccoli like every week. <laughs> we had some last night. Really? Cruciferous yeah. veggies have, yeah. are full of anti-cancer. Girl, mm-hmm. I cannot say this word. I may, Laquita, I may need you to get on this live because <laughs> I cannot pronounce it, but and what are cruciferous veggies? And so, like broccoli, broccoli, broccoli cauliflower, those are 
what's called cruciferous vegetables, broccoli, cauliflower, things like that. Uh, I, I believe it. I think, I'm sure cabbage is, but uh, I know broccoli, it. cauliflower. Yeah. And the spinach does have a lot of calcium. You know, let me tell you a funny story. First of all, I have my protein smoothie and I put spinach in it, right? Mm-hmm. Every time I do it, my nails will grow like claws. And I don't yeah. normally don't have long nails. So in June, I colored all this gray hair, right? And I remember my hairstylist, my lactician said how my hair is just like, as you can see, it's just growing and growing and growing. And I was like, it seemed like I had a growth spurt of just everything. So I had my hair colored. Do you know within five weeks or maybe four to five weeks, all the gray hair just came back because my hair was growing so much. But I was doing the spinach. The spinach? Absolutely. It was a higher, it was a higher consumption that I usually have and just I mean everything is just growing 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 so I believe that with the calcium oh Felicia said she said I love you to the moon and beyond and will always be there for you hope that's my first cousin so that's my that's my ride or die hey cousin we won't say bye Felicia hey Felicia <laughs> and blind guy and his wife said, did I mention I'm sending you love? It's the highest vibration and heals better than anything. Oh, thank you. I've gotten so yep. much love and so much support. It's just, you guys don't even understand. Even from people that like, I don't even know. It's so, it's just so enriching and fulfilling. That and came blessing. from North Carolina. Wow. And she said, Oh, this is, wait, hold up. It's the makeup keeping me cute though. Don't catch me outside. But Yaki Awaken is the truth for having, oh, herbal remedies and testimonies of foods reversing serious illnesses. Oh, wow. Okay. Do you remember at the gym? Oh my God, I can't remember her. Vivian, she was an older Lady, she had this long. She used to take my aqua class. She, her locks were past her butt. And she you know, I didn't fool with you with the. Aqua. I didn't fool with you with the aqua class, so I probably don't know who you're talking about unless you yeah. show her to me. You know what? You're right. But she lived that yeah. same lifestyle, and she she had breast cancer, and she went to yeah. Costa Rica, and I'm gonna have to try to get in touch I with think- her. Yeah. yeah. But um, she was cured of it. I don't know all that they did, but she was there for about three months. Oh wow! Hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. What else? So yeah. What else? Let's see. Anybody else? You can keep dropping in the comment section. So while we wait on that, um, so yeah, how has it been? Can you drink alcohol? They didn't tell me I couldn't. I had a glass of wine the other night. You know, just a little one, a glass of wine. So my motto is, Ursula, I am, and I think we talked about it a little bit before we got on the phone. So I am living, thriving, and surviving, and I take nothing for granted. So if I want to have me a glass of wine, I'm going to have me a glass of wine. If I want something else to drink, I'm going to have it. But I do it in moderation. I don't really drink um, that often. But every now and then, you know, I may have a sip of something. Um, 
but they didn't tell me that I couldn't. And actually, my doctor wants me to move and go and do stuff. So for me, sitting, if I feel good and I feel like I can do something, sitting still is not an option because tomorrow is a promise to any, any of us. Even if it's if even if it's not cancer related, you know, I could be cured of cancer and maybe have a heart attack, you know, or get hit by a car. You just never know what right. your date is and what that expiration may be. So this is just allow me to look at things differently. I can't take anything with me when I leave this earth. Um, so if I if I can live and do it, if I'm able to do it, I'm gonna do it. Yeah, I can tell that definitely has been a change in you. Cause I remember I had asked you something about it had to do with the pandemic. And you're like, I I don't care about that. I got other things to worry about. I'm gonna live my life. I'm like, damn, yeah. she is truly living what she says. But do you have any yeah. other advice? How's your mental health been through all of this? So, you know, I have and good days and bad days. And so I do have I do see a counselor. Um, just because I wanted to make sure I feel like mental health is very important. And this is a lot for somebody to deal with. I also feel like it's important for the caregivers. We don't talk a lot about the caregivers, but I'm gonna get to that in just a second. So I do have a counselor. I do go see a counselor. We talk about that. We talk about other things because I do think it's important. Um, I try to always have a positive attitude, but I do have my days. Like yesterday was not a great day for me mentally. Um, and I don't know, actually most of this week, because I started back therapy, um, when I went home to Florida and having pneumonia. So it's like, I had to start back over again with my therapy. And so it was just frustrating one, because you know how we used to work out. So, and so, um, I can't hit it hard like that. And I'm not bouncing back like I would normally bounce back. So I had a moment of just like, you know, I cried. I was like, you know, Kip, I'm just frustrated. This is how I'm feeling. Um, You know, it's not, I'm not bouncing back. It's taking forever. You know, I don't know what to do. I just, you know, I'm just feeling sad. And he let me have my moment. But then I have to say, like I say, my husband, when I say the goat of husbands, um, you know, we haven't always seen eye to eye about stuff. And it was sometimes where, you know, you question, well, like, well, does he really know how to love me and, you know, do the things that I want? But I discovered doing this, that a lot of men can do what my husband does. So really? I give him kudos. Oh, no, I know that couldn't. I mean, and that was one of the things one of the doctors said. She's seen married men that's been married for 50 years leave their wives because they couldn't handle it. What? And so, really? Yeah. And so um, he said to me, though, yesterday, he said, stop putting a time limit on it. Who said you had to have a time limit? He said, take it one day at a time and know that you'll get, you'll get to where you need to be. Yeah, I, I agree with and that. I mean, I, and what could I say besides, you know what? You're right. You know, um, I'm putting the time limit on myself and trying to hurry up and, and get back to the hope that I like to be. But, you know, I also understand that this is a process and I'm dealing with something completely out of my control and I just have to, you know, go along with it. But, um, yeah. And I don't think we give our caregivers enough credit. Um, I worry about him because he goes, he goes like before the pandemic, when I was diagnosed the first time, 
Kip never missed an appointment unless like my cousin, Felicia, she came one weekend and give him a break one week. My sister-in-law came one week to give him a break. Mm -hmm. And then I had a good friend that gave him a break. Those were the only three appointments that he missed when I was diagnosed the first time. Really? Out of all the appointments I had, that those were the only three. Wow. Fast forward, pandemic, he couldn't come. He couldn't come into the rooms and he couldn't come into the appointments. Yeah. And he was, I was like, what are we going to do? He was like, we're going to FaceTime each other. I mean, he, oh. he, so we faced, so whenever the doctor would come in to talk about what was going on, I would FaceTime him. I still do so that he could hear what the doctor has to say. Right. Um, but so, I think that well, if that's the other advice is the caregivers. What are we going to say? I'm sorry. No, it's fine. Don't say what he does for a living, but has okay. that. Yeah, don't say it because, you know, but yeah, has that, how has it been when he was going to work? I mean, that's a lot. Like, you know, being a caregiver and what he does for a living. Well, initially where my treatment was, it was right up the street from his office. So mm. after he would take me to my appointments and, you know, treatment and infusion usually is a couple of hours. So after, um, you know, with this session, with this time, he would just drop me off and go on to work. Before, um, he would just kind of stay there with me. Uh, I mean, you have to understand, too, Kip is at almost retirement. And right. he's like eight to five, so he's not hitting it like he did 15 years ago. So he's at the right. desk. And so he has the flexibility, thank God, to be able to... Um, come and kind of come and go and finagle it with the things he has to do at work. Right. So that's such been, a um, blessing. It has been a huge blessing. Um, we have another comment. Laquita said, right. Master herbalist. Yaki. I hope I'm pronouncing that correct. Awaken will help us heal without a glass of wine but I'm getting some every now and then in case the bus is going to hit me tomorrow. <laughs> no bus is going to hit you tomorrow. <laughs> it better not because I want to see some more of her food that she cooks. I just, she cooked some chicken tenders, but it wasn't real chick. I don't, girl, I don't even know how they even make it. She shows it, but anyways, it looked good and I wanted that stuff looked good as hell. I don't know how to cook like that at all. <laughs> I don't, but Felicia said that Kip definitely wins a husband of the year award. He does. Mm. Any other advice you'd like to share? Um, so like I said, ladies, just please just give yourself those self breast exams they're talking about. Um, make sure you're in tune with your body. If you feel something that feels funny, don't waste time about you know, well, should I go and check it out and, you know, get those routine exams um, and don't be afraid to reach out and talk to people. I think that's another part of the black community. We try to hold everything in internally and not talk to people. And I think that weighs down on our stress level, that weighs down on our mental health. And there's people out here that are here that can help you um, 
if, if not breast cancer, something else that you're going through. So if that's the advice that I had to give to my ladies listening tonight, definitely stay in tune with your body, get those yearly mammograms, do those self-tests, and don't be afraid to ask for help. I love it. You know, I love that part when you said not to be afraid to ask for help because I'm not going to quote any stats because I cannot remember, but I was looking at some preparing for our show and the disparities between black women and our counterparts. It is so yeah. different. And I remember I went to, um, I went to go get my breast checked because it was after my exam and I don't know. The practitioner just seemed very dismissive and I had to go back again because like you said, knowing your body and what feels different. And, um, yeah, I'm sorry. And that's the other thing you have to definitely advocate for your healthcare. Like when I was admitted into the hospital down in Fort Pierce at my mom's, and I had been in the emergency room in a private room by myself for two days. And they finally moved me upstairs to a room the third day. Well, they took me to a room with a little old white lady and nothing against the little old white lady. But she, when we got to the door, she hacking and coughing. And so I stopped the young man. I was like, I'm sorry, but I, I will not be going into a room with anybody. And so, you know, he kind of said something slick. And so I'm like, okay, hope, hold mm. your tongue. Cause I can get ugly. And so I said, well, you know, that may be so, you know, on his comment, I said, but you're going to need to go talk to the nurse because I'm not going in a room with anybody. I said, first of all, I have to advocate for my own health care. And sometimes we just take the first thing people say and we're OK with it and mm -hmm. don't. You know, if you don't feel comfortable about it, then you need to advocate for it. And so I was like, you know, I'm advocating. I'm not going in a room with somebody. I am currently a chemo. I'm in chemotherapy. And I just I'm in the hospital for pneumonia. So I'm not going in a room with a lady who's hacking and coughing. I don't know what she has. So you exactly. guys, need to, you need to figure something out. So definitely, you know, speak up and advocate for your health. I love that. Um, I, I think this cut off some of it sure did. Never mind. I won't show that graphic. So I'll... <laughs> Laquita said, let me find out Kip gets the award for <laughs> the husband of the year. And she also said that I created food. Oh, I created nice. food games to help educate us on how we can improve ourselves at every meal. Nice. Even I though we can't control the air and water quality. Can you drop that link in the chat, Laquita, please? That's kind of cool. Yeah. That's kind of cool. And then we have Nayona. Nayana. Hi, Nayana. Hi, Nayana. She said, you have remained a light through it all. You are loved and divinely protected. Oh, thank you. Oh, oh everybody loves you. That's my sweet girl. She knows. Tell her to um to subscribe to this channel, please. Subscribe <laughs> So before we close, let's talk about your cousin's nonprofit. I'm going to drop yeah. that link right yeah. now. Yeah. And so when we talk about people not asking for help, let me just pull it up, guys, because I want to share it with you all. Um, mm -hmm. 
My cousin, her name is Christicia Johnson, and she has a non-for-profit organization called um, Intentionally Pretty Inc. And it's a 501c organization where she um, she began it in 2017. But what's crazy, after I got diagnosed with breast cancer, she got diagnosed with breast cancer. So she leaned on me. That. Yeah, she leaned on me for support. And um, and so, but what she does is she kind of, um, she put this non-for-profit organization together to help women, our, our, you know, our brown and black women that um, are not, they may not have the best health care or they may not know, you know, some of those things that are out there. So she does things like, you know, she gives food and money and wigs and things like that. Um, really? for some of these ladies, yeah, um, to just be a part of it. This past weekend, she had- Can you see a, my screen, Hope? I do. And she what do you see? Weekend, I see the whole, um, and that's my cousin, Christicia. And that's her journey from breast cancer. And if you can kind of see her right breast, you can see where it's darkened from the radiation. So the radiation darkens your skin. It does come back. But this was last weekend. I was supposed to go, but I wasn't feeling well. But she has right. workshops for survivors. And at that workshop, she gave away like wigs and money. But that was my sister-in-law. Um, she honored me at her brunch, um, brunch and blush Um a couple of months ago, but she she has this program that's out there for women of color and not only other women of color, but, you know, she provides some financial assistance. She provides, like I said, things that, you know, they may not have. Been oh, Dr. To. Jackie. Yeah, it was a it was a great it was a great luncheon. There was a lot of people there. My God. Yeah. So um, it's a really you know, she supports cancer survivors. Um, she tries to improve financial literacy and to the underserved communities. And so that's what this Intentional Pretty does. And her mission is, um, it's called Intentional Pretty. And it's to help individuals in undeserved areas achieve mental, physical, and economic wellness. And you can go on and read more about her mission. Um, but like I said, she's my cousin. And I think this program is doing great things for women. It's it's putting the awareness out there for breast cancer. Um, you know, and like you said, the disparity between our white counterparts and our black counterparts, it is terrible. Um, they have better health care. They have better access to health care. And mm -hmm. we just don't. So we need to get the word out there. We need to help our community because we need to stop losing our black women to this this insidious disease. It's a it's a very ugly disease. I hate it. I don't usually hate things, but this is one thing that I hate. And I think that if we keep supporting programs like this and just being awareness that we can get rid of this disease. I love it. Wow. That was a mouthful. And it's so needed. This these videos are absolutely beautiful. How old is cousin? How old is she? Um, I think Chrissy is like probably maybe five to 10 years younger than I am. Okay. Okay. Yes. So her dad, my dad was her dad's uncle, if that makes sense. <laughs> really? Yeah. 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 So growing up, we were um, closer to her older sister's age, but, mm -hmm. um, yeah, but that's my, yeah, that's my cousin. She's doing great things.
And she's so been, you know, really good for me. Uh-oh. You look blurry. I know. I see that. I don't know why. I have an old oh, laptop. Dude. Probably getting That's tired. That's why. <laughs> right. It's out of breath. It's out of breath. So I dropped the link to the website. And so if anyone, if you'd like to donate to Intentionally Pretty, please click the link in the description box. I'm also going to put her link in the, the live description box as well. So you can get to it either link. Let me see if I can pull up another one. But if you go to her more and then the contact page, let me just drop that in. That way it's a direct link. It is a well-needed, much-needed organization. There we go. All right. There we go. So um, any parting words, my friend? No. Thank you guys for, you know, tuning in, listening to me. Ursula, thank you. Thank you so much for allowing me to be a part of your podcast. Um, I appreciate it. Thank you. I was so happy when you said yes. I was like, what? Okay, well, we can do this. But you know what? We've done everything else together with the hardcore workouts and spin classes and a dope-ass birthday party. Wait, what are- that was 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. For that birthday party. Wow. Oh, For that yeah. birthday party. Yeah, because yeah, I remember it was a significant. Yeah. Wow, we're getting older. No, we're not. Woo-hoo. No, we're aging like fine wine. I'm not getting older. I'm just aging beautifully. And is, and is. So everyone, thank you so much for joining Black Girls Getting Their Shift Together. This was a, I mean, I don't ever want to see my friend go through anything, but it was a really cool conversation. And I really hope that it touched somebody because there's always healing in the conversation. And if you don't know, you don't know. But you see, just being transparent and open, this is taking a stress level off of Hope or anybody else. Mm -hmm. So we're not all perfect. You know, I just think with Black women, we just have to always have it together all the time. What do you think? I think we do. I I think that pressure is on us just from way back when. And, you know, again, my family is so instrumental in my life and my healing. My son said today, because we were talking about how I was feeling and my emotions, because I don't sugarcoat anything from them. And so he said, Mom, what helps me and what may help you know that you're not perfect. And I'm like, you're absolutely right. I am not a perfectionist. And um, that did help me today. Like, it really helped me when he said that today. It's the truth. You know, I'm in this group therapy class and she always talks about us burning the cape, burn the cape, because it really gets us nowhere. And matter of fact, we are talking about perfectionism. I think we're in week four of talking about it. And it shows up in so many different ways, ways that we don't even realize. I was like, damn, got a lot of work to do, but it's good to actually put a a name to what's going on, at least for me, that's how it helps, you know, yeah. so I can course correct. So you got one last love, uh, shout out. She said, thank you, Hope. You've been so informative and full My of pleasure. love. My pleasure. 
Oh, hold, guess what? Guess what? One more thing. You are a black girl that has her shift together. Hey. <laughs> Thank you. I love you, Hope. I love you more. Thank you, guys. For the queen, sisters manifesting their dreams. Get your cream by any means and being with self-esteem. Beauty supreme and booty walk so mean. The way you fit in them jeans, you eat your cornbread and greens. Dance or a doctor, red wine or vodka. Redesign your spot and redefine your mantra. Retwist your locks and realign your chakras. Doing your squats and getting closer to God, huh? Brunching with your squad or taking a girl's trip. Adjust your crown, you guys give to the world, sis. Celestial body, drink your water. Meditate, sun kiss goddess, heavenly order. Levitate, tribe of Ashanti, black girl magic, melanin popping, whether you ratchet or lavish, whether you bougie or savage, you a gift and a treasure, you got to love a black girl getting a shift together, black girls are getting a shift together, these black girls getting a shift together, man, these black girls are getting a shift together, these black girls getting a shift together, dog. joining me on this episode of Black Girls Getting Their Shift Together. If anything you heard today made your soul vibrate, please like, comment, and share this episode with two of your friends. Thank you and I love you all.